And this new information describes very clearly and articulately what was before the Big Bang, what happened at the time of the Big Bang, how um, the material universe came to being, and then the mechanisms that we use moment to moment in our lives to create every event and every experience that comes into our life. Hello and welcome to Self Talk. I'm Rachel Astarte. My guest today is D. Neil Elliott. He is a professional engineer with an MBA, and his new book, A Higher Road Cleanse Your Consciousness to Transcend the Ego and Ascend Spiritually, shares his story and his process to inner joy, peace, and love. Neil, thank you so much for being on Self Talk. Oh, thank you, Rachel. It's a pleasure to be here. And I look forward to our conversation today. I know I've been looking forward to it for some time. So let's dive right in. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background. First of all, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to talk about the book, but let's back it up a little bit. How did you get to this point in your life to write this book? Yeah, okay. So I am currently 61 years or almost 62. I was born in 1960. And a uh, professional engineer, MBA, as you mentioned. Um, and just, you know, what happened was over a lifetime, my patterns of thinking and feeling that, um, you know, shaped in childhood and then I reinforced uh, took me to a place in 2015 of this really deep, despondent de depression and a questioning about life like i was at a place where it's like what's the purpose of life why are we here mm. it seems so pointless i'm miserable inside you know i'm i'm successful but i'm miserable inside and and that took me to sitting down and crafting a suicide note mm. and um a few events happened around that that uh, that got pushed out a little bit mm. um because of some new material i received that uh that helped me bridge this gap between spirituality and science. And that's yeah. what I like to share with people. Yeah. And that just the, that phrase spirituality and science is, is one of my favorites. So I'd love to, um, to definitely talk more deeply about that. So if you could, and I know this might be a difficult question, but what is your book, a higher road about? Oh, you know, it's essentially, um, uh, it's really my story, my life story, and um, how I use the mechanisms of creation itself mm. to create every event and every experience that came into my life. And, um, and it and I share the new knowledge that I gained that really bridged this gap between spirituality and science using science-based information that we know today that uh, you know we didn't know 100 years ago 200 years ago mm -hmm. and um and then that just it it laid this foundation for me um to have this spiritual awakening yeah yeah and when you say the the new science we didn't know are you ref referring to physics for example quantum physics or what oh, kind of science yeah yeah so um and we can talk a whole lot about this, but I'm referring to, um, so we know some things in quantum physics, yes. And I'm not using quantum physics in, in this explanation and um, in, in what I share with people. 
Um, I'm sharing something a little more basic in terms of, um, uh, you know, what we know, for example, what we know in science today is that at a subatomic level, we're all just energy. Right. And we did not know that before. So it's those kinds of concepts. So what I share in a higher road is not mathematical formulas and things like that, that engineers love. It <laughs> is really around concepts that everybody can understand. And, um, and, and it provides because we, we know it, or for me anyway, because I knew it, we understand it, we could observe it, we can calculate it. It provides this foundation um, to enable us to make this leap to this uh, new spiritual knowledge I gained um, that allows us to actually make this uh, final connection and, and experience a spiritual awakening. Right. And it's so beautiful because it's grounded in science. And the more it, it seems to me, I wonder what you think about this, but the more we look at science in a way, the more spiritual it becomes in in many ways, because there's so much beautiful mystery in it. And, um, but let's, let's talk about spiritual spirituality and spiritual awakening. So what do you mean in, in, in the book, when you talk about spiritual awakening, what does that mean for you? So what that means for me is, um, you know, a spiritual awakening for me was to get to a point where I could actually make a direct connection with our source of our being. So the source of our being radiates unconditional love to all of us unstintingly. Mm. And it is so um, such a high frequency of vibration and so spiritually refined that it cannot enter into us and let us, uh, you know, make itself known to us until we actually raise the vibrational frequency of our human consciousness to actually allow it to penetrate to into us and let it self be known to us. And when that happens and you grow in this um, process that I followed, um, you will feel this inflow of spiritual energy. And at some point you will recognize and understand it and know that what you now know is true. Mm. And when that happens, your life changes. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it is for lack of a better word, we do not have the human language to actually describe this, what you feel. It's, it's about feeling. And um, it is just, it's magical. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. It's, it's magical. It's the only word that, you know, kind of comes to mind. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Well, okay. And I definitely want to get into the, the, the meatiness of that. Let's talk for a second though, about, you know, you you were in a really dark place you were in that you know i think you said you were 57 when you were suicidal and something came into your life that um that shifted i mean when you're at that point where it's it's better to maybe just not be here or to reset it takes a lot to come back from that edge. I say that as a therapist, but also someone who has suffered from depression and, and certainly know others who have as well. Um, what was it that came into your life that that new knowledge that you talked about that really transformed your thinking? What what knowledge did you receive? Um, so uh, 
very briefly, um, so I, I, I share all of this in a higher road, but very briefly, um, you know, I, I leveraged this foundation of what we know in science today. Uh, things like, for example, at a subatomic level, we're all just energy. Right. And, uh, and this new information describes very clearly and articulately what was before the Big Bang, what happened at the time of the Big Bang, how um, the material universe came to being, and then the mechanisms that we use moment to moment in our lives to create every event and every experience that comes into our life. Mm -hmm. It also describes the purpose that we're here, why we're reincarnated um, so many times, what the soul's purpose is mm -hmm. in this reincarnation. Mm -hmm. And then because it describes um, how and why we use the mechanics of electromagnetism through our thinking and our feeling to create these blueprints of future experiences that we magnetize to ourselves through a corresponding uh, magnetic emotion. Mm. Um, you can go back when you when you actually understand all of this and it and it happens slowly it doesn't you can't the spiritual words of enlightenment are not fully comprehended nor understood by the human mind in a quick way and so when you take the time with this and you understand it you can see how we use the mechanics of creation the laws of the universe that create every experience in our life we can go back, we can analyze the patterns of thinking and feeling that we adopted over a lifetime and how we attract uh, these events that come into our life. And they're all meant to teach us a lesson. Mm -hmm. They're all meant to teach our soul a lesson. Mm -hmm. And when your soul finally wakes up and understands what it's doing to, to itself over many lifetimes of reincarnation, mm -hmm. you when you have this process and you have this knowledge, you can start to go through this process that raises your vibrational frequency, your human consciousness, and you can meet with the consciousness of the divine. Mm -hmm. And you need to understand the difference between universal consciousness, divine consciousness, and human consciousness. Mm -hmm. And when you understand these things and the mechanics of the universe, you can actually make a conscious choice to live life as you currently do or make this change. Mm. And when you make this change, I, I promise you, it is totally magical. It is, it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you could, and maybe I'm not sure if you can answer this question because our language is very limited, but what are some, when I'm, I'm thinking about the listeners absorbing everything that you're saying, and I can just see them kind of nodding because that's this audience, you know, um, when we think about being in the present, making those choices you were talking about moment to moment, what, what can we do to receive and uh, the information that's coming to us and then make that choice or that, or, or create um, those, those pathways for ourselves moment to moment um, so that we can be living at that higher frequency, regardless of what goes on in our life. Great question. So there, there's a process, and again, I share this in a higher road. There's a process that you need to go through to, as soon as you can understand where we come from and why we're here, mm -hmm. and you understand 
how we create all of this uh, painful misery and agony and sorrow in our lives and take full responsibility for that. And you will, once you understand these mechanisms, Mm -hmm. then there's a process that you need to go through to, to cleanse your consciousness and then rebuild it with the golden aspirations of divine consciousness that you will learn as you gain this new knowledge. And, um, and you need to go into a, uh, a state of meditation and do this on a daily basis. Uh, you can start with 10 minutes and go to whatever time you, I, whatever time works for you. I spend a, about 90 minutes to two hours every morning without fail meditating. Okay. And it is the most precious and wonderful time of mm-hmm. any day. Yeah. And uh, over time, what happens is uh, you'll grow new brain cells underneath your skull at the top of your head. They'll be impressed with new knowledge and you will get this spiritual inflow of energy. And when this happens, you start to let it direct your life. Mm-hmm. And, when, and it is unconditional love. And when you are directed by unconditional love, you'll learn these me- mechanisms of the ego and how we let the ego take control of our life. And when you actually understand how and why the ego was created and how it creates this negativity in our life, and then you let the spiritual um, inspiration come into you and this energy, it will start to impress upon you um, the, the benefit, if you will, for lack of a better word, of letting it start to direct your life. Mm. And then when you're actually analyzing how you are behaving throughout the day, you know when your ego has taken control of something. Mm-hmm. And um, and you get to this point where you are asking for the divine to enter into you and give you direction and inspiration in every event and every experience in their life. Beautiful. And and for example, when you understand these me- mechanisms, I so I'll jump right to me. When I look at a person today, I see them as um, their soul being equal to my soul being unconditional love and anything that they are doing in in that I may find uh, negative or reprehensible or something I certainly wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. I understand it is their path to the light. It is their ego taking control of their life mm-hmm. and causing these things that happen in their life for them to learn the lessons they need to learn. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. I love that. The um, And I wanted to talk about the ego for a second because um in our culture and anyone who studies you know any kind of psycho spiritual work it, it seems that the word ego gets a, a bad rap and so so if we don't want the ego to have a bad rap then we might say something like um do, well let me ask you do you believe the ego and the spirit or soul work in conjunction with one another ideally so um The ego is a tool of creation to to split split divine consciousness into individuality out of its wholeness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The ego can only work through the mechanics of bonding with everything that it likes. I like chocolate cake. I like this car. I like this house Mm -hmm. or rejecting things it doesn't. I don't like that person. I don't like that event. I don't want to go there. I don't live there. Mm -hmm. These are the only mechanics of the ego. 
they are electromagnetic in nature. Mm -hmm. They are many times contrary to unconditional love. Mm -hmm. So um, essentially what you need to do is you need to follow this process to cleanse your yourself of these negative ego drives. Let the divine um, take control of your life and your responses and your thinking. It is not what you necessarily what you say and do, although that's important. If you think that nutritional health is good for your body, and it is uh, the right nutritional foods, what you think about, you think with an electrical impulse in the brain, you feel with magnetic impulses in the nervous system. Everything that you think is a consciousness plan. It is a, a movement in consciousness and consciousness in movement. Mm -hmm. And the ego is designed to help your soul in an evolutionary process for you to have multiple experiences in varying genders, varying races, varying places of origins and culture, and, um, and learn from those experiences mm -hmm. until you wake up to the fact that letting your ego be in control will create all these negative things in your life. Right. Your goal over a life, over many lifetimes, is to get to this place where you transcend your ego. You, um, you do not let your ego, your ego um, is divinely ordained to protect you and to draw everything into your life that you need to survive. Right. Mm -hmm. But when it is let to run amok and run on its own, it creates all of these other things that come into your life that we find to be, um, you know, not good for us or unhappy or we don't want. Right. And what we need to learn is that love dawns many masks and it's loving attempt to help those wake up to the fact of, of what they're doing and uh, to help them go beyond that and connect back with the divine. Your goal is to connect back with the divine and then let it have uh, full scope throughout your mind and body. Mm -hmm. And when you do this and when you transcend your ego in whichever lifetime that is, when you leave that lifetime, you know, your body will return to dust, your soul will move on and you will not have to be reincarnated again. And that's when your life really begins. Mm, interesting. Right here, we are here just to learn. Right, right. And I love that, too, because when I work with um, patients who have issues with other people in their lives, right, and sometimes it's it's someone they don't know or someone they cut them off in traffic or it might be someone very close to them, a parent or a spouse or whatever, um, it's very hard to practice what you just described, which is to see that everyone is here, you know, spiritual beings having a human experience, that we're all here to learn whatever lesson we're here to learn. And it may be very different from yours, and it certainly may not be on the same timeline as you. And so to be able to release other human beings to their own journeys is, is a practice, you know, in, in, and it sounds like you're saying the process uh, it, that's laid out in your book maybe helps to helps to develop that uh, a little more deeply, would you say? Well, yes. Um, and I'm going to say, I'm going to go beyond the, it's a practice. Mm -hmm. It is, you can't do it by yourself. Mm 
If you are using your willpower to try and think differently and break up what we have programmed in our subconscious mind, in the end, the will to your willpower, your ego will win. Mm -hmm. You need the, um, the divine to enter into you and use its will within you. And that's what this process is about. It is to open you up and make this connection back with the divine mm -hmm. so that it can actually make itself be known to you. And then it can help you through this process of breaking up and dissolving these patterns of thinking that you have programmed in your subconscious mind mm -hmm. and return back to having patterns uh, that are consistent with, um, with our creator. And so, you know, if you try to do it with yourself and your own willpower of doing it, it's like trying to clean up a spill of molasses with molasses. <laughs> right. Right. And so when you actually get the divine to enter into you mm -hmm. and help you with this process, it will help you along your path of doing the cleansing. And there's a very specific cleansing and rebuilding that you need to do. And that's what's all of this information is described in the book. Beautiful. So you also mentioned in the book that um, it really doesn't matter what your current situation is or what challenges you might be going through you know, whether you have money or you don't have money or you're happy or you're depressed, that you can still benefit from this. Um, and so, so does, I, I mean, I, I don't even like to ask this question because I, I mean, um, again, that sounds like, it sounds like an ego question, but how long does the process take and how, you know, and, and um, like, when can I expect full enlightenment? You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So very quickly on that, um, you know, first off, uh, it's only through lessons of suffering mm -hmm. will the journeying soul gain self-knowledge to retain individuality after discarding the ego. Mm. The um, process is going to be very um, dependent on that person and where they are in their spiritual journey. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was, you know, sat down, crafted the suicide note, planning the suicide note. This material came to me after this science foundation was laid for me. And uh, it took seven months of con continuous practice for me to start to feel this little opening at the top of my head. Mm. And then it took me another couple months as that opening began to grow. And then I started to feel the, the spiritual inflow of energy at 13 months. I had two meditations that I went into and you shift through higher vibrational frequencies of consciousness, consciousness, as you do these meditations. Mm -hmm. And, um, as a very high level of consciousness where the divine entered into me, I'll call it the divine. You can mm -hmm. call it whatever you want. The Tao, sure. the <laughs> you know, Yahweh um, entered into me and I was just bathed in unconditional love. I was not judged. Mm -hmm. um, I felt fully supported. I didn't care what ailments my body had. I didn't care what anybody had done to me in the past. I didn't care about anything. I just wanted to stay in that state. And I had mm -hmm. two of these. Um, within two days of each other. And I can tell you, as soon as that happened to me, I knew that what I knew now knew at that time from all this knowledge I gained mm -hmm. that it was true. Yeah. And at that point, then my life changed. So I'm now in my 
fourth year, maybe my fifth year even of this process. And it just gets better and better and better. It is just, it is totally amazing. Beautiful. Yeah. When you described um, the unconditional love aspect and the, and yes, that dissolution of the ego, um, it did. And, and I know you mentioned this a little bit in the book very early on and maybe even um, later, but <clears throat> that it reminded me very much of a near-death experience of people who have uh, experienced what it's like to, to die and then they feel that unconditional love and know it to be true. And, yes, and, I, and yeah. Yeah. And, and so I'm in a higher road. I actually share a near death experience, not mine, but somebody else's by another author. And, and they have a very apt description of what they experienced in a 24 hour period. Mm-hmm. And that to me was part of this process of stretching my understanding of what consciousness is. So I'll give you a little spoiler alert. We are not matter imbued with consciousness. We are consciousness made visible through the descent of vibrational frequency of electrical particles. Yes. Everything that you see, touch, feel, know is consciousness made visible. Mm -hmm. There's nothing solid. We know this. There's nothing solid, even though we perceive it as solid, there's nothing solid. But you are here in this duality to learn. Your soul needs to learn the lessons that it needs to learn. And you at some point will wake up and understand that you are actually part of creation. And when you do this and you make this connection, then you kind of live in these two different worlds. You, you are here to experience the things you experience and anything that has been put in motion through your individual thinking or our collective thinking Mm -hmm. will come into form. It is a law of the universe. And so um, when you start to have, when you start this process and things that are coming to you that you still consider to be negative or bad, or you don't want, mm-hmm. you actually look at them and go, Oh, I put that in motion, you know, 10 years ago, right. I can see that from my thinking. And so you view that experience as, Oh, what am I, what am I meant to learn from this experience? Mm-hmm. And your whole life changes how I view things, how I see things, who I talk to the language I use, it's, it's all transformed, right? It is, right. Totally, it's, it is, like I said earlier, it's totally magical. It is, it is an amazing process. And I just want to share this with everybody for them okay. to make their own decision. There's no right or there's no wrong. It's right. Just, you make your own decision, right? There are hundreds of ways to kneel and kiss the earth. Thank you, Rumi. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so yeah. And, 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 and that I think says a lot too. Um, and, and, I can hear too, or I'm uh, sensing the the listeners, you know, like, oh, I see, because something really rang true when you said that, oh, I, this is something that I don't want in my life, but I see how I brought it into play by having a belief system or having, you know, negative self-talk or whatever it is coming from childhood and coming from the experience and, and, and maybe even um, uh, intergenerationally. Uh, that we were carrying a lot of stuff with us. Um, and so finding that that process to to release what, you know, that the stories, release the stories that we're holding um, that are keeping us vibrating much, much slow, more slowly, I think. Yeah, is, I, I think I got that right. Do I? Yeah. Okay. Yep, you have that right. Our human consciousness is at a very low, low level of vibrational frequency. Right. 
Okay, got it. And and you need to be able to raise that. But in order to do that, you need to have some new knowledge and you need to process. And when you have that and you understand it, you can do this. Right. And is that what you refer to as the evolution of the soul? Is that the same thing? Or how would you? So the evolution, so the soul, you know, when you're, imagine this, you know, as a soul, um, you are infused in this conception process. The ego is created at the time of, um, of conception and, and the soul's infused. And this is for not only people, but every animal from, a, you know, a, a hornet to a hippopotamus from, you know, the, the lowest cell amoeba to the human. Mm-hmm. Um, the ego's created um, to help us learn these lessons. So you jump into, so as a soul, maybe you jump into a yellow pond, you come out all yellow and you are educated to uh, live a, a yellow life. You know, uh, your religion, your culture, your gender, you know, you might be male or female in that one. The next time you, so when you leave that lifetime, you have much in you that is yellow. Mm-hmm. The next time you jump into a red pool, you come out with the red mixed with the yellow and you are educated and, you know, you have a religion to learn red lives. And it just goes on and on and on until you finally wake up to the fact that you are tired of all of these color combinations and you <laughs> begin this process to shed the yellow, to shed the red, to shed the blue, etc. Mm-hmm. Until you step back out into the light and you, oh, you're the pureness, the, the light of your soul shines through and you transcend your ego. And so there's this evolutionary process for your, your soul to, to experience all these varying experiences. Um, now, if you imagine that the divine, the universal and the divine to be unconditional love, and that's all it is, is unconditional love. The only way it can experience itself is to go through a process that it's created of of allowing souls to be incarnated into these experiences to have all these other feelings of anger and hate and and misery and depression and you know we think we are creators we think we know better than our source of our being and really all we're doing is we're trying to get back our your soul is continually prompting the psyche to get back to the place that it came from but your ego can only use these mechanisms of electromagnetism bonding and rejection to create the experiences that it has in life Mm -hmm. and so and i describe this how i unwittingly unknowingly and ignorantly use these things to manifest a sixty thousand dollar hardtop convertible lexus in my life and i and i explain exactly how i did that and what I did every day that did that. And I did it unknowingly and ignorantly. I didn't even know it was part of the lottery. Mm. Later in my book, I describe the mechanisms of the laws of creation in terms of how we act, what I actually did that brought manifested this car into my life. Mm. But we do this with everything, everything that we consider to be good and everything we consider to be bad or negative. Yeah. And collectively, we pollute our consciousness streams through the media we watch and the TV we watch and the films and what we read. And we have created all kinds of things that are going to come into form that we don't even know we've created. Yeah. And they're yeah. not going to necessarily be pretty. Right. But it is the process of this um, new, there's a new dispensation of energy around uh, the globe 
that is helping us transition and helping more people wake up. Yes. Yep. And, uh, but it's going to get worse before it gets better. A hundred percent agree. And, um, and that just makes it all the more uh, important for us to, to take this time to really do the work that we need to do that you're speaking about, you know, to recognize what we truly are and, and where we truly come from. And I, I wanted to add a, just a tiny little thing to that too, about what it means to be fully human, you know, and what it means to say, yes, you know, the, in, in, in the non-dual, uh, our, our home of non-duality where creation is, where great mystery is or great spirit, God, whatever, um, there, there is no need for anger or jealousy or bliss or, you know, um, whatever general happiness or contentment. Those are all sh- shards of the, you know, of the entire whole. When we're human, we do get to experience all of these things, um, which is a blessing in itself. But it's really important, much like the dance between the ego and the spirit, not to cling to any of them. You know, it's a, it's a, it's lovely to be able to feel joy or to even feel sadness as a as a human being, and and to also understand that simultaneously we are we are connected to to the divine as well, you know, and and that when we do reabsorb that uh, you know and, and return home as I like to call it. Um, we don't necessarily have those, those, the need for those experiences. Um, and I mean, we could talk all day about that, but, you know, but I, I think it's also lovely to say, are, isn't it a, a lovely blessing while we're here to be able to experience and hold the flavors of each of these emotions while we can, you know? Well, so I think that um, I'm going to say this slightly differently than you. It's probably the same thing. But I'm going to say that your soul is learning from this process and enjoying this process and maybe even laughing about this process. Right. Your ego is in misery and pain or happy and joyful. And it doesn't realize that it's going through this process. It's just experiencing life. Mm-hmm. And when you return, there are none of these other things you've talked about. There's only unconditional love. Right. That's right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you will, as a soul, your soul will say, your soul's a fragment of divine consciousness and unified in the divine. And uh, when you go back, all of these experiences enrich the divine. Mm-hmm. but are not in the divine, if you right. understand what I mean. Got it. Yep. So, um, so, you know, I think that, it, you know, embracing it while you're here, I think that you can have an entirely different perspective of your experiences when you actually understand all of these mecha- mechanisms and mechanics of the universe. Mm. And when you actually understand that and the divine enters into you, you just view everything differently. Yeah. I no longer see it as good and bad. Right. You know, I, there's things that I get that I go, okay, I'm not really totally happy about that, but I totally look at it and go, oh, what am I meant to learn from this? This is kind of cool. You know, this is an interesting thing. Yeah. I'm feeling miserable and I'm feeling painful, but there's a lesson here for me to learn. It's an opportunity for me to transcend it. 
it's an opportunity for me to go back to love. How do I bring unconditional love to this situation? Yeah, that's a totally different way to view the world. Yes, absolutely. hundred percent. I love that. And that's a great place, I think, for us to transition to. How do people get this book, Neil? (laughs) (laughs) It's available. It's available on ebook, print in Amazon or through your local bookstores. You probably have to order it, but Amazon readily available. It's available globally. Beautiful. And I will make sure that we have um, uh, links in in the show notes. Um, And you have a website as well. Can you please share what that is? So, you know, I usually, so my website is dneilelliot.com, but another easy way to get to that, uh, which is my author website is a higherroad.com. Beautiful. Okay. And again, I'll make sure all the, all the links are in the show notes. D. Neil Elliott, thank you so much for being a guest on Self-Talk today. This has been amazing. Oh, thank you, Rachel. It's it's a pleasure. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, people will pick up my book and read it. And if it doesn't work for them, please just pass it on to somebody else because you can never accurately judge the inner real- reality of another person. And you may be giving them the, the biggest and best gift of their life. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh,